Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is the podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. Today, I just want to talk about a few things, some stuff I find interesting, some things going on in the mass construction world. First off is office space for mass construction. I'm not there yet, but I'm looking. Uh, mass construction is growing, maybe some more people coming on, but definitely the business continues to grow different types of business you know we played around with in-person training so maybe it's a space that has needs a training room maybe it's a space that uh, actually definitely a space that would need a podcast studio Uh, but either way I have my eye on a piece of property here in West Roxbury that I'm looking at purchasing Uh, and at the moment it's more than I need and I was wondering if there are any mass cons out there looking for space Uh, I would love it if it was like a subcontractor architect engineer supplier consultant GC Anyone in the construction space would be great because then it could kind of act not only as an office space for someone or a group of people, but it also could be kind of like an incubator for ideas. So um, it'd be great if it was a symbiotic kind of relationship where we're working together. If it's someone that wanted to use the podcast space, we could work that or they need kind kind of conference space and that would work to have like a good swing space for education or, um, or to meet with their clients, maybe that you know, education space could be like a joint conference room. Either way, I'm open to discuss it. You know, what are the ideas are out there? Um, I would need to have at least one tenant locked in before I pull the trigger because in this market, it would be really hard to buy a decent sized building and then have the potential that it sits there for the long haul. So that's something that I would need to kind of figure out. So if you're someone that is in construction or otherwise, if you're not in construction, but you need you know, a single office, three or four offices, uh, you want a Boston address, whatever the reason is, reach out and we can chat. Uh, probably the low end of a lease would be six or $700 a month, you know, including utilities, et cetera. Um, the high end is probably 2,000 to 4,000 if you were to take uh, the majority of the space. Uh, but like I said, I'm certainly open to discuss options there's some modernization of like the kitchen and the bathrooms that need to happen. So maybe there's even a bartering opportunity where you could come in and say, okay, you know, I'll pay for materials. You do the work and the eight months of rent is free or something like that. Open to anything. So if, even if you're not sure, if you're just kicking the tires, want to think about things, please reach out to me on any of the social platforms, send me a DM. I would love to chat. So what else is interesting? Amazon. Have you seen Amazon's new robot called Astro? It's like Alexa and FaceTime, home security, all in one on wheels that you can remote control. It's interesting. You know, you can FaceTime with people through it because it has a video, like I said, well, FaceTime or whatever Amazon version of that is. But, um, you know, a FaceTime type call, it drives around, you can do all your Alexa features with it. It's tied into their ring it's got a home security component so it goes around can take pictures of people things like that it's this cute little robot uh what else is important oh yeah so it also has like a telescoping head on it that acts as a camera so the thought process there is oh hey i wonder if i left the tv on or i wonder if i shut the thermostat off or if the stove is on you can go over with the telescoping camera go up look and find out whether you left the stove on or not kind of a full cool function why am i talking about this because i see the parallel between boston dynamics right like right now for instance if you pay for someone to be security on your site 
that can be really expensive. So people are going to cameras and the cameras are on a, um, you know, like a third party central station, similar to a fire alarm, where if a motion sensor kicks in, someone can go talk, turn on the lights, take pictures, tell the person to leave the premises, things like that. They're smart enough to know between an animal and a person or a car. So there's that layer there and you're like, okay, so that camera system maybe is cheaper and potentially more effective than a guard. But a lot of fire departments are like, uh, you know, we're not comfortable with the camera. We want somebody on site there from a fire safety standpoint. Um, it's a big cost. Does this robot fit in? Like right now you have Boston Dynamics doing their thing and they're able to kind of manipulate around site. Can we put a camera on it tied to a third party central station? Uh, and then also have the ability for you to just use it, right? To go look at something. Um, so let's say you put like a pillar sensor and you're getting a leak detention detection saying, huh, I think we have a leak on this floor on a Saturday. You can send the robot up with the camera, look at it and either know whether you need to take action or not, rather than having to drive to site to find out about the leak. It seems like there's a lot going on there. Um, I do find one thing interesting. This thing is pretty cute. It looks like a little, doesn't look like a dog, but it has a thing. It has a face on it gives you the appearance uh, for all the old folks. Astro from the Jetsons was the dog. So I don't think it's any mistake that they called this thing Astro. And just like Alexa is a woman, Astro is a cute dog. They are trying to like, I'm guessing personify, or in this case, animalify, whatever the right word is there. The robots or smart speakers, or whatever, trying to give that kind of cute feel to it. But really, at the end of the day, they're data collection spies sent to capture your data. So we all know that going in, but I think it's interesting that they intentionally try to make these things cute so it's not creepy that there's this robot going around your house videoing and potentially listening. And I know they're going to say it's not listening, but even if it's not listening, it's listening when you talk to it and it's recording all that data just like your phone is. So it's a data collection robot coming into your house which I might not be crazy about, but I see the parallels to Boston Dynamic Spot and I can imagine what that's gonna be for our job site and I'm excited about that. Uh, next up, see these aren't like news, this is just random thoughts. Cold emails. With the podcast growing, I continue to get more cold emails and I just, I'm just annoyed. I'm gonna bitch a little bit. You know, it's just the same kind of template thing. You get these emails and they say, say how much they enjoy the show, insert the name of the last guest in there, and then they usually kind of uh, regurgitate something that's in the show notes, like, oh, was, I enjoyed your last episode with Harry Smith discussing uh, technology on job sites. It was so interesting. We appreciate all the work you're doing. Here's 99 great things about me or the person that they're representing and how uh, great they are and that they would be willing to be on the show, right? Sometimes they might say they would like to be on the show, but usually they offer it up like it's some big favor and they talk about how much the listeners would gain from hearing from this person. And it's just disingenuous. It's annoying. It's fucking lazy. And it never has a shot of breaking through. I'd rather have a real listener call me and say, you know, hey, I think this person would be good, or 
hey, what do you think about such and such? And we have a, t- a conversation about something because that's what usually happens. Start having a conversation and I'm like, huh, this person really knows their stuff or that's an interesting take. And, and that's kind of how organically someone ends up on the show. And those are the people that you want to hear from. And those are the people that I want to have a conversation for. But these people that think that that is a way to do it, I mean, God, like, I don't know what the thought process is. And it's just like this bad cold calling, but it's bad cold emailing. And they bring no value. So, I mean, that goes with everything that we do from a marketing standpoint. I mean, I in the past, I've complained a lot about the way construction companies market. But if you're not bringing value to the end consumer, you're doing your brand a disservice. It's fine to have an occasional item that is just like team building about a groundbreaking or, you know, if an employee did something and you want to point that out. But if all it is is, hey, so-and-so's worked here five years. Here's the groundbreaking at CVS and Waltham. Here's our new win. Here's our new win. Or the client posts something and then they say, oh, I'm so glad to be a partner on this job. It's just garbage that no one wants to see. And if you're still doing that, stop. Really stop. It's, it's horrible. Think about who is going to read this? If you were reading it, would you care if XYZ company broke ground on CVS and Waltham? You wouldn't. You wouldn't give a damn. So don't do it. It's bad for your brand. Don't fucking email garbage about how great this person is and they're a leader in the industry and their ebook was fucking whatever. Like, go away. It's garbage. It's like these people really need to read Gary Vee's jab, 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 right hook. And for people that don't know it, the whole concept behind it is give, 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 ask. You have to bring some value. You have to bring something to the table. You have to give something to somebody before you can ask. So to just cold, just spam people, it's never going to get you anywhere, whether it's an email or a social media post. It's bad business. It's bad marketing. Don't do it. Uh, It just came to the forefront because I just got a bunch of these emails lately, and it was, uh, I think, just bad business. Up next, core values. Something that I think is another bad business practice. But I will have to say, at the risk of sounding like a um, like I carry water for the Procopio companies because I've had Mike on twice and Greg on once, I was pleasantly surprised. I saw that they had some core values come out and I did my usual eye roll like I do with KPIs or core values or whatever they might be. But I have to hand it to them. I think they did it right. I found it interesting. So their core values, they're a developer and a builder. They do general contracting, development, and site work. And their core values were multifamily living should still feel like home. Any place can get better. There's rarely one right answer. Own your work and think bigger. Think Binker is the one that I might say might fall into this camp that I kind of don't like. But if you did a quick Google search and do images, because you'll see these nice little graphics that everyone does, and you see terms like professionalism, integrity, transparency, people first, like all these kind of trite, like single words that don't mean anything, or they do mean, like, they don't mean anything specific. Let me rephrase this. Like, they don't, like professionalism. That could mean just too much. It's just too broad. And here's the problem. What happens when the highest person or one of the best employees is not professional in your office and you don't reprimand them or you don't move them along? Then is professionals 
professionalism your core value? Same thing with integrity. If that person's not acting with integrity. Or a client is asking for, hey, what is the average price you do for this? Or what was the markup you made on this? And you don't want to share that information. Well, I thought our core value was transparency. Or the CEO did something, you know, nefarious. Or let's let's think about how many construction companies and what are their practices when pricing and bidding and certain people winning jobs? How much transparency is there? So what happens is, or people first, that's another great one. People first. Okay, so when you need to lay somebody off because you're going to make 5% this year instead of 10%, you put in people first or you putting profit first? So you automatically see the hypocrisy that's in there when you use words like professionalism, integrity, transparency, people first, all this garbage that your employees see right through because you can't hold those things as values and then act contrary to that. And as soon as you do, someone says, hypocrite. Because I thought it was people first. That person's a good employee. Why'd you let them go? Now, there are people that don't perform well or if they weren't professional or had poor integrity or didn't perform and you let them go, no employee would be upset with that. But the minute you have to make a financial decision, that means you have to lay somebody off and your core value is people first. That kind of doesn't smell right to me. And it doesn't smell right to anybody that works at your company. So I would be very careful. Not that, who am I, right? So this is just my personal opinion. But when you use phrases like that as core values, think about the phrase core value. That's something that you wouldn't budge on right? I would not move off my core value. That's it. So if you're going to say that that's a core value of your company, then you should really think twice about what you're putting out there. But like I said, I do like the core values that the Procopios came up with, Procopio companies came up with, because they're things that are tangible and it's things they want. They want the places they build to feel like home. And they are out there and they're continuously trying to do that. And I think that that isn't something that is, you know, a, a feeling and an emotional, like I said, integrity, professionalism. It's, it's something that's concrete and specific. I like it. There is stuff that is getting people to reach more, like uh, any place can be, can be better. There's accountability in there with own your own work. Think bigger is really one right answer. So those are some things that you can work with, right? So they can have a conversation around a conference, say like, hey, there's not one right answer to this. And they might look at it and say, you know what? There's a bunch of different answers here, but the reality is if this project's going to work, we need to take the most financially efficient one. Then that's fine because they're just saying there's not one right answer. Let's think about them all. But when you say, you know... um, quality is the most important thing, but then you make a financial decision to go with the cheaper quality to make a project work, then that all blows up. So I like what they're doing. Like I said, my only one question where I think it might be a little too vague is to think bigger, but I get what they're, they're going there. It doesn't, to me, that doesn't fall fully in that camp of, you know, integrity, transparency, people first kind of stuff. So just some thoughts around core values. 
probably going to make people upset with that one, maybe even the Procopios, because I'm telling them think bigger is, is iffy. But that's my thoughts around core values. Um, Discord. Discord has been picking up post-summer, which has been great. There was a very informative discussion around contracts and GMP contracts in the contracts and legal section of Discord. They t- there was one gentleman that showed up and was talking about some hackathons that were going on in the AEC industry that weren't just about tech, right? It was just it was more about construction and big ideas in construction. They talked about one maybe coming to Boston. I thought that was interesting. There was a someone pretty strong in the mass timber space, it appears to be. They showed up in Discord and were sharing some good information. Uh, along that theme, the city of Boston has come up with a mass timber accelerator program where they will take proposals from developers that have been, I'm assuming have been sent into the BPDA process to move forward. And if you go with the mass timber option, they will offer technical assistance through Woodworks, who I will have probably on next month. They're scheduled, but when it goes up, it should probably go up next month, I should say. Um, We're going to have somebody on from Woodworks to talk about mass timber. So they will offer their expertise to help people on the design side and then it seems like there's a they say there's a financial piece to it to for 10 projects they're going to offer grants it didn't say what those grant dollar values were but if they're willing to put some dollars around that and they're going to offer some assistance with design maybe that gets a project a mass timber project and hopefully 10 mass timber projects out of the starting blocks so i think that's interesting so that's it. It's a lot of just my thoughts, things that are happening, my opinions, and some interesting things to check out as far as Discord and the Mass Timber Accelerator by the BPDA. So check out those things. If you want to hit me up on social, send me a, D, uh, a DM and I can get you an invite to Discord. Oh, and last but most importantly, and I probably should have put this first, um, if you're local and you're a listener, we're going to have a cigar meetup, looks like last week in October, first week in November, something like that. It's a very small number. We have COVID issues, so it's going to be a relatively small group. But send me a DM on social. Let me know that you're interested, or you can send me a voicemail um, through the show notes um, that Anchor allows. And I think you can get it on pretty much all the platforms will allow you to go through it. So send me a voice message on there. Let me know how I can reach out to you. Go to massconstruction.org. You'll, uh, you can fill out a contact form that way, however you need to get me. But if you're in Massachusetts and you're interested in a cigar meetup, like I said, it's a small number. So maybe you end up on a wait list for now, but would love to see um, some listeners there. So all exciting stuff look forward to, in this case, meeting you guys sometime soon. So appreciate you listening. I appreciate you liking, sharing, rating, reviewing, anything you do in your way to spread the word about mass construction. Take care.